Hello, friends and fellow adventurers. Welcome to the MinMaxed Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. We want to invite you to come join our Discord, a place where you can hang out with us and other listeners of the show and talk about all sorts of various things. We also invite you, if you'd like to throw a little financial support our way, to check out our Patreon. And if subscriptions aren't really your thing, check out our new Venmo, where you can throw us a one-time tip kind of thing. We really do appreciate everybody who supports us, and a shout-out to those at our big number Patreon level and above. Rock Jedi, Wolf, Blardimus Slump, Emily S. New this month, welcome in Thunder Mammoth, Jason K, Just Mike Works, and Ross D. And now a recap of Session 54. As we staggered bloody but successful out of the Celestial Menagerie, we run into the somewhat hapless stragglers whom we invite all to join the Circus of Wayward Wonders. From there, we head to Andera Pauldrine's office and wait outside for her to arrive. We meet with her and describe all the things that have happened. We may or may not dump Dusklight on her floor. We all good though. We hit level nine. We put on two highly successful shows. We go back to the Moonstone Hall and fix the statue room by returning the masks. We get a note from one Opper Vandy looking for entertainment on Courthouse. Since we're going there anyway to deal with the towers, we decide to head on over with the circus. We get the whole crew onto some boats and set sail to a place called Carrick. Once we arrive, Moonlight delivers an impromptu advertisement to the port, aided by some magic, and we immediately see the previously mentioned Opper Vandy heading toward us. When the whole display is over, there are a lot of smiling faces out there that you're looking out at right now, but the man who is approaching you, his face is just lit up with absolute childlike wonder. And he rushes and hurries towards you a little bit faster, and he walks up the gangplank to you. Yes, hi. You must be Moonlight? That would be me, yes. Fantastic! Up a Vandy! And he holds his hand out to you. I reach out my leafy hand <laughs> and grasp his hand. It immediately takes him just like slightly, slightly it has a moment like trying to find the right place to grasp and I feel like Moonlight would just make the grasp themselves uh, and he looks slightly put off for just a moment. He's goes, well, it's, it's fantastic to see you. I, I hope that you got my missive. Yes, we did. That is why we are here. I, I, thought, I thought we sent a response. I think we did. We told the we, professor yeah. to send a response. We sent it. We, we he forgot. Did tell the professor. I remember. So maybe it didn't get here. Who yeah, knows? We might have made it. Maybe we beat it. I don't know. So I remember we made some skill checks. Like like Ted did like a society, and I did a diplomacy to like make it make it sound like really flowery and like really nice. I'm so glad that you've decided to come. Uh, I I'm so excited that you're here. There there's much need for uh, uh, a good old circus fun pick-me-up. Yes. 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 Everyone needs a pick-me-up now and then. I walk up behind Moonlight and pick them up. As you wish, Moonlight. Thank you, Peach Pie. You always know what to do. You're welcome. (laughs) I set Moonlight back down. So, uh, I'm so, again, I'm so happy that you all decided to come. Do you want to get right to business? Do you take a load off at a local inn, the tavern, and have a drink? We do need a large amount of space to set up, and so we'll need to get that going right away. 
Ah, yeah, yes, of course. Here, uh, let me show you to the the grounds. Follow me. Perfect. And I'll call for the professor to come with us so that he knows where everything needs to be set up. Perfect. He was just going to come with you. I was just going to bring that up. The professor does come with you. The town is very simple. Carrick is, in fact, and I've mentioned it a couple of times, a couple of times now. Basically, the breadbasket of the Isles of Corktos, the Starstone Isles. So there are a lot of barges and wagons of produce being shipped out, but you also see a lot of lumber as well and barrels filled with. Uh, you're not sure. A lot of that going on. The harbor is probably one of the biggest parts about the town because of that. The actual town itself is relatively small. You know, I figure a bustling port's a lot like a uh, college town. It can be very busy or very quiet depending on the time of day. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. Then Opper, while he's walking you through the town here, it's really nice that uh, you, you came. I reached out to you without the really the intention of you actually you know showing up uh uh i understand that there has been much talk about the circus of wayward wonders and i just am so excited to have you here the people of carrot grange could really truly you use a pick-me-up right now yes we did i say that already yes you did oh sorry we not repeating myself We're very happy to be here. You're actually in luck. We kind of needed to come here anyways, or this area anyways. And your invitation matched up perfectly to give us somewhere to help us pick where exactly to go. Oh, well, fantastic. Fortuitous timing on my part, then. Yes, it was. He takes you to the spot, and it is a uh, it's a big open space, like a um, almost like a city park right next to the an open market and there's plenty of space for you here there's more space here than what you had back in Escadar and the plot is larger than even the Celestial Menagerie's plot in Escadar and it's at a good central location in town too the port is much larger than the actual city itself but it's still a decent sized town the professor goes oh, fantastic this is a great place for us to set up uh, Moonlight, uh, do you have anything that you'd like me to do here? I, I can direct all the traffic from the, the the barge back and unload here and take care of that if you have things you, that you need to do. Yes, yes, we we have work to do here. Uh, so that's why we brought you along, so you could see where everything needed to go. You know how to set it up better than we do. Of course. Mr. Vandy, uh, the professor here will be kind of taking the lead here for getting things set up. If you need anything, talk to him. Can you tell us, do you have a local place that knows the history of the island or specifically the history of those Aeon Towers? We saw one as we came. Oh, the Aeon Towers. Well, I mean, we don't necessarily have any places of research or what have you. The community is mostly simple farmers. Absalom is where you would want to go for those sorts of things. But if you're looking for records of the Grange, I would be willing to give you access to any public, publicly available records uh, here at the, the city, Carrick. That sounds good. 
uh, as far as some of the other settlements, uh, they're not all directly under my jurisdiction, if you will. I, I am sort of the uh, leader among equals that are the four major communities that make up the Grange, Carrick Grange. The four major... What he's trying to tell you here is that the four major settlements uh, are all independent communities, but they all kind of lean on each other and have done so for the last few generations. So uh, I have easily can set up contacts and make good contacts with the people at each of the four major settlements that have the space for you. Of course, the, the uh, Carrot Grange has a couple of smaller towns, but I don't think they would have quite the size for the... the, the circus that you run, or that I've heard that you run. It's even bigger than that you probably have heard. We just upgraded oh. our tent. Well, fantastic. Bigger tents, more people, even better. Well, I would be happy to make contact, if you will, with the leaders of the four settlements. Of course, I'm one here, Carrick. I, I do, after you settle in, would you join me at my home for dinner? Sure. Tonight, I assume? Yeah, absolutely. What time is it now? Let's go ahead and just say it's noon. Give you some time to bum around the town a little bit, maybe ask some questions if you wanted to. Yes, uh, we would love to do dinner with you. Could you give us the names of the, that place where we could find out more about the area? Oh, uh, yeah, that's just the, 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 the local, local library is where you could find that. Ask for Maggie, she'd be able to get directed to where you need to go. Perfect. Then we will see you for dinner. Wonderful. He gives you directions to where you can find his homestead. We will see you soon. He goes away, and the professor looks uh, at you, Moonlight, and goes, Seems like a nice fellow. Much better than that mayor of Everton. <laughs> at, least, at least this one's looking for circus folk and not heroes. Heroes. <laughs> Well, in the meantime, I suppose I'll go get everybody all unloaded and uh, bring them to this location. Goes and he walks away. We go to the library. When you get there, what are you looking for, exactly? Books. Maps of the area. Books that reference the Aeon Towers. You would very easily be able to find a map of the area. We're going to go ahead and just share that out to you all right away. The Swadlands. It does point out the towers. There are several towers here, uh, but they're not like they're not labeled Aeon Towers. And no matter how you search for about three hours before you come to the conclusion that there really there really aren't any books about the Aeon Towers here. You get some local histories that are mostly focused about Absalom. There are a lot of is there stuff that talks about other types of towers that aren't specifically called Aeon Towers, but like other historical towers? Like maybe things called the Husna, or the Wellspring Tower, or the Old Forest Tower? Ooh, there's something here called Distillery. I think that's where we need to go. Just, just run right to the Distillery. Yeah. Straight to Turpin Row. I mean, looking at this, like, distance track, I mean, these towers are only, like, 10, 20 miles away. Yeah, they're not far. They're not far from each They're other. They're really not far distance. from Carrick. No. If if you were to identify which of these towers here are what you're looking for, previous research tells you that the old forest tower 
is one of them. There's the Wellspring Tower. And then there's the Life Root Stone. And so that one's not... Does that one not look like a tower, or... Why is that, Why do they call that a stone? It actually collapsed long ago. However, the Aeon Orb still hovers in place where it would have been had the tower be standing tall. Well, that's going to make it hard to get to. You guys just want to do this shit quick, and like I'll just fly us to the top of each tower? I am curious, can we learn about these other things, like this old Karoo's place, or stump? I feel like Tyler's sitting again, there like... Particularly, <laughs> can the they just fly to the top of these towers? The it's a sandbox. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Guys, book three ain't taking long. Let's move on to Siege of Dinosaurs. I was just sit there like fucking loophole. What? What? Fuck it. Uh, I. You guys do what you want. I won't tell you. You. You can't. Let's just yeah. go to the Wellspring Tower. It's the closest. We're at Carrick, right? Yeah, we're in Carrick. Yep. So you can go through the... You can take the Verdant Passage northeast to get to Matt and Cleave, kind of the town in between. (laughs) Then the Wellspring Tower tower isn't far from that. And we'll see what plot hooks we can pick up in side quests along the way. No, we're just going to ride right through. (laughs) Ride right through? But not tonight. Let's go have a nice dinner with Mr. Vandy tonight. Okay. Then yeah. tomorrow. Once we learn everything we can, we go meet Mr. Vandy. Yeah. For dinner. What other information do you want to know about any of these towns in particular? Or yeah. I don't know how many times I have to bring up the distillery. The distillery, uh, it, it's a Terp Spirits distillery. The fuck is that? Uh, terp Spirits are, I think that's like the... The really hardcore shit it's, you get in, like paint thinner. It's turnips. Oh, <laughs> turnips. That's <laughs> shellgum. No. Uh, Terp spirits. I guess that makes sense, like turpentine. That's a long ways away. Yeah, that's it. Like God turpentine. It. So it's not scotch. So it's not scotch. God no. damn it. It's definitely not that kind of distillery. I hate it. We're going to go buy it and turn it <laughs> into a nice distillery where you make stuff to drink. And we'll have a circus there. (laughs) Call it Oktoberfest, right? We invent Galarian Oktoberfest. Fucking, what's the October month in Galarian? (laughs) I'm sure we can find out. I'm going to find out. I'm pulling up the damn calendar right now. The 10th month is Lamashan. 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 So, um, so. Lamashfest? Lamashfest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Uh, but it's better than Llama Fest, so yeah, I know it's like it's like you're trying to say Llamas Fest, except you're already drunk. So it's that's Llamas Fest. <laughs> uh, at Llamas Fest, they hand out face shields at the door. Uh, at Llamas Fest, they uh, fucking why is there a month named after Lamash too? That's fucking you know, weird. It is a little weird. I'm curious about that. But whatever. There's a Rova too. I think so. I guess Damn that's just Rova what you God. do. They're important. Even they if are they important. Suck. Yes. So yeah, Lamash Fest. That's what's happening when we well, buy this distillery. You said this is a sandbox, Tyler. This is what I want to do with my sandbox. <laughs> Make it a distillery. Make a like distillery. And, do and invent Oktoberfest. That's what we're doing. None of the records that you find really give you any details as to any of the history of the Life Root Stone or the Wellspring Tower or the Old Forest Tower. Just kind of 
indicates that they're there. The life root stone, it clearly indicates that it looks like it was a tower that the top structure had collapsed. And that's not, there's not much more to it other than that. The actual wellspring tower, you see some, some details about, uh, that's where a, a spring, like a local clean water spring, actually flows from that tower. And the old forest tower is something that doesn't get mentioned much. It's just that it's a, it's a tower in the forest. Perfect. Dinner time. All right. Let's go have dinner. Let's see if Opera Vandy's a good cook. Or if his cooks are good cooks. Or if his cooks are good cooks. Whatever the case may be. Mostly about his cooks being good cooks, right? And if they're his cooks, I certainly hope they're good cooks, because otherwise, why are they cooks? Would it make you, would it, would you uh, feel better if I got you a, a map of wait, Opera Vandy's house? Wait, you're telling me there's a map of Opera Vandy's house? Maybe. Are you telling me Opera Vandy's house is a place where combat might happen? I'm not saying that. Opera Vandy's my new favorite person, even if I have to kill him now. <laughs> I hope we don't have to kill him. I've been saying Just we kill him from the start. <laughs> Just whatever, but, like... Or save him from whatever wants to kill him. See, that's what that's I'm fine, like, too. Or kill him both. Him. If you head over to... Uh, Mr. Vandy's house. The moment our tokens are on there, combat ensues. Huzzah, an enemy. No, that's just Opera Vandy. I don't care. <laughs> I stab him anyways. I knock on the door, and then I shoot a fireball. I honestly really wanted to shoot off some fireballs when Moonlight was in, like announcing our arrival. I just didn't want to steal Moonlight's thunder. Like, you had it. As soon as so, he was like, I dancing lights, I'm like, ah, oh, I should have shot the fireballs. <laughs> so you guys get to address, I guess you could say, of Opera Vandy to where his home is. Um, and standing in front of you is a home of obvious wealth. Uh, it's constructed of red brick with white granite access a- accents. Uh, wooden shingles cover the roof between three tall brick chimneys. Uh, at the roof's peak is a weather vane in the shape of a cockatrice. Fuck it. Uh, I- oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Well, tearing that down. (laughs) Speaking of combat, uh, a path of crushed gravel leads to the front stairs as well as around the house. And uh, wide stairs rise to the uh, front porch between stately inset windows. The base of the stairs is flanked by a pair of decorative stone urns from which grow small plants. And a stone font is set into the wall next to the doors. The gargoyles attack them. No, it's a stone font. If you look closely at it, uh, it has some symbols engraved into it. Hold some fresh water in it. What's it say? And what are these symbols? Uh, you've got the holy symbols of Abadar, Eridan, and Phrasma carved into the font. Of course, Abadar. You fucker. You guys are already hate this guy. <laughs> but Phrasma, I'm down for Phrasma. What was the other one? Eridan's dead. Aridin's Don't worry dead. about it. Yeah, Aridin's it's dead. So, it's so appropriate that you said, what was the other one when the other one was Aridin? <laughs> dead Aridin. Dead Aridin. <laughs> dead, dead, dead thief. Dead god. Yeah, dead the, dead, thief god. the dead thief god. <laughs> As you're walking up the front porch here, Moonlight, your dagger, speaks. Oh, quite the wealthy mortician, isn't he? Huh, I kind of forgot that guy existed. Is he saying this out louder in my head or in everybody's head or? No, to everybody out loud. Whoa, your knife just talked. Yes, he does that from time to time. 
I've mostly been watching you for the last f week or so. Move my robes. Why are you watching me, bro? You're all very interesting. Really? I'd say the last week was pretty boring. Oh no, Moonlight, you're interesting because in your idle thoughts, those are those are interesting. I'm talking about your friends. Wait, you listen to my thoughts? The front door opens. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> Afro Vandy steps out and just goes, Ah, welcome! Thank you so much for, for showing up. Well, we wouldn't be very good guests if we didn't show up. That is very true. Please, come in, come in. Can I smoke this in here as I walk in smoking my pipe? Yeah, sure, yeah. I always ask. You don't smoke yes. in people's homes without asking. That's just rude. It's most appreciated. Yes, yes. Uh, I actually haven't had a chance to uh, introduce myself to the whole group here. Uh, there's four of you, Moonlight, that we met on the docks. I saw some of you on the ships. There's rather more than four, I must say. Yeah, where's Turtle? <laughs> and Bernard. There's technically seven <laughs> and the knife. beings. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's eight T Turtles beings really with us, technically. <laughs> we all have our own little pet. <laughs> we do at this point. That's true. <laughs> and yeah, what is it? Like, this dagger's like been in my hand like this entire time. Like I've never put it down. You take every moment you have to hold it. Like my like hand just like rests on the hilt like all the time. All the time. I feel like this is yeah. gonna bite us in the ass at some yeah, point. Yeah, I feel but... like it is. Are we the only circus people that came on the boat? No, the whole the whole circus came on the boat. Oh, then Turtle would stay with Ellie. Turtle would just stay with Ellie. If we're just in town, yeah. That makes sense. So he goes, ah, ah, please, God, would you like a tour of my home? Yes, your your home is quite lovely, sir. Oh my goodness! What are you? Hello, my name is Bernard. Bernard, my name is Upper, Upper Vandy. Quite nice to meet you, Upper Vandy. He holds like a finger out to Bernard. Bernard shakes it very, very firmly, as firmly as Bernard can with his little squirrel paw. Oh, fantastic! Oh my goodness! Okay, wonderful. And did, uh, did did we finish introductions? Not at all. I'm I'm nervous and I'm I'm talking out of place and out of turn. And uh, please, uh, I am Opera Vandy, and you are. That's Bernard. Hello, Peach Pie. Hello. That's the Wiz, the one smoking. I'm a wizard. Yeah, yeah. He's. <laughs> I was waving. That, that doesn't help for the listeners. I was waving in the video. <laughs> That's why David's laughing. He's aptly named. And. The short one, which is a joke because I'm way shorter than he is, <laughs> is Jeb. I'm Jeb. Wonderful. Oh, and the Wiz has Flubber or Spelluz or whatever. I don't know what its name is. I hold it up between two hands and just like spread them apart like, yeah. <laughs> and then put that together. Yeah. <laughs> like an accordion? Yeah. <laughs> it, he's, he's just absolutely delighted. And he just... Well done. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, you're going to be so good for the people here. They're all so dreary, I tell you. Uh, things have been very not great lately, so it'll be nice to have you around. Why have things been not great? Ah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're uh, here for dinner. That's right? bait. That's bait. Don't, don't take dinner. the bait. That's bait. <laughs> <laughs> that's bait. He Insert bait meme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then this guy is a master baiter because I fell for it. 
he's going to walk you around a little bit. And he says, please come. And he offers, uh, ushers you to the immediate left. And he goes, uh, this is my viewing parlor. This is where, of course, most of my business takes place. Uh, and what you see in front of you is a, an elaborate wooden beer takes up uh, the center of the chamber with a wide bricked fireplace that occupies the wall directly behind it. Uh, there are a number of honestly uncomfortable looking chairs that are arrayed around the room interspersed with small end tables uh, there are gray carpets that cover the floor uh, stained glass windows of deep reds and blues create somber patches of light upon it and a sliding double door stands in the north wall uh, so you your business is in your home also oh, yes yes it's the most efficient thing truly and uh, he'll walk to the north of this room and he'll slide open the doors and he'll go, this is where we will be having dinner. Uh, but we'll come back here soon. And he walks around and he, this is my front room. He takes you out the back of the house and there's a small outbuilding behind his house. And he kind of stands in front of you and goes, this is where the magic happens, if you will. <laughs> I know something about magic. What kind of magic? That's my embalming lab. Oh, well, that doesn't sound very magical. So, like necromancy? Like whoa, no, no, no! I am not a necromancer. I'm not gonna start any rumors, please. Be cool if you were. Us morticians have a hard enough time uh, kicking the necromancer shtick, generalization, suspicion. Well, I, I assure you, friend, you're in a group of people who would not care. It's quite jobist. <laughs> no, no, I just look. No, it's, it's a, it's good business. Obviously, I am really the only mortician for the entirety of Carrot Grange. How many people are even here? Like, how many died? Well, there's there there are tens of thousands of people who live throughout the Grange. And you're the only one in the entire Grange. The only mortician, yes. That seems unusual. I moved into town after the local mortician died a few decades ago. I mean, there was two circuses and just Eskadar. Wait. Wait. If there were a mortician who died, and you weren't here to be a mortician yet, what happened to all the ones that died in between? That's a good question. I have no idea. They don't. I did when I heard of the news of the the local mortician. I do this was years ago. Uh, I came out to Carrot Grange at the time as business was not doing so good in Absalom. There are many established mortisseries that already exist in Absalom. Mortisseries. Did you say mortisseries? Like mortisseries is one hundred percent. That's like an artisan mortuary. A mortisserie is an artisan mortuary. Did I just make up that word? Yes. Yes, I think it's a I mortuary. mortuary. It is a mortuary. Or a mortician. But, Guys, back but, off, man. Mortisserie. <laughs> but let's, it's like a mortisserie chicken. <laughs> that's Tyler's subconscious telling us telling us that he's about to feed us people. It's mortisserie yeah. chicken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on. The frickin' meal room is right next to the dead people room. <laughs> Oh, damn. The, the, yeah, the, okay, the viewing parlor and the dining room are right next to each other, but in his defense, when you go to a funeral home, where exactly would you put the sandwiches? You're not going to put the sandwiches in the same room where the dead body's at. You don't? No. 
Yeah. This is why he's the morticiary and you're not. Yeah, dude. <laughs> now I kind of want some sandwiches. You know, I kind of want some sandwiches. <laughs> Side business. Uh, we started Rob a mortisserie. Yes, Where we come to cheer people up and take the dead bodies. <laughs> we only do mortician stuff for people who die of accidents, so we can call ourselves the morticians of wayward blunders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, who's the god of accidents? There's uh, a deity of like accidental death. There's a deity for everything. Xiphus. That's right. You know, he can take you around the house, he'll you know, show you where his, uh, you know, again, the viewing parlor, the front room. Uh, he's not necessarily going to take you through his basement or, you know, his bedroom or anything like that. Why not? Yeah, that's because that's where he, he hides there? the dead bodies. <laughs> I'm a swanee. In the basement. Show me your bedroom, sir. <laughs> I would say while you guys are waiting for dinner to be finished, you're probably sitting... Maybe more in the front room because that's where the I'm not I'm not hanging out with the dead people table. That's just weird. The then the front the front room is where you would find the the hearth and uh, some chairs. Does he offer us drinks? Absolutely. I I accept. As you guys are all standing in the room here and kind of talking, he just goes, "Please tell me tell me about uh, some of the things you've done uh, in Escadar. I've I've heard interesting things, but I don't know how much of it's true. If any of it's true, you know, put on some circuses." Took out our competitor. Is it true that in a little town in the northern Isle of Erin that that uh, moonlight that you released a swarm of bees at a at a, a, a local farmer? Well, no, we killed the swarm of bees that was attacking the farmer. Oh, so the other way around. Ah, well, yes. It's rumors, you, right? You invited us here thinking we attacked people <laughs> with bees. Wait, you can summon bees? I've heard rumors, and I also heard there was a couple of your members that had uh, that had passed as well. What? He's talking about Savatri and Savatri and Kestrel. I can't even think of his name. Kestrel. Mm-hmm. May the Lady of Grace take them to their final resting place. And he makes the spiral symbol on his chest. But no, I just I I didn't know. I'd I'd heard that that there was some members that had died gruesomely. I had heard some rumors that that uh, uh, moonlight killed them, or that they had died heroically in a random uh, battle with bandits. I hear all sorts of crazy things about you guys. I don't even know it's true. I hear wonderful things and terrible things. And moonlight, you're a monster. Well, from what I've heard, Kestrel died to a spider, and then Savatri like slipped and fell. They were killed by an ether spider. It's true. Oh, okay. Okay. So, wait, where, where, where would you go? Where would a circus go? You'd run into, what was it, an ether spider? Really, a lot of strange things happened. Well, we don't just do circus stuff. Oh, you don't? Oh. I told you we had other business here. The heroes! Yeah, we helped a Bargus. We helped a Bargus become a greater Bargus. And then killed him. <laughs> yes, this is also true. <laughs> Only when he did it transcends to a different him. plane. We were really bummed about that. Huh. Yeah, he really should have just done that. Would have been better for everybody. Heroes, you say? Yes! How? I don't know! <laughs> I've just been following around. No, no, go on, Bernard. You can tell him the stories. Are you sure, Moonlight? 
Well, somebody else can tell him for once. Th- there's some parts <laughs> you might not want to tell him. Well, it, it all happened rather strangely, I understand. I, I wasn't around for that part, but uh, apparently there was a terrible mayor in this town called Abberton, and his name was Abba as well. I really think there's some collusion going on there, but uh, <laughs> neither here nor there. Anyway, <laughs> he summoned them to be heroes for him because he was again, really a rather bad mayor, from what I understand. Uh, but anyway, uh, they succeeded and defeated many evil things. And from there, they went to this crazy place called the Moonstone Hall. I can't really say where it is. It's actually a little bit of a secret. And I know it. How exciting. And anyway, we found all sorts of amazing artifacts to the dead god Eredin. And it was really astonishing. And then we looked into this magical pool and we saw visions, magical visions. And these, these four people were shown to be the heroes of the Starstone Isles. They're going to save everything. Isn't that amazing and wonderful? Uh, Opera is looking at Bernard just like his jaw hitting the floor with just this absolute tirade coming from this little rainbow squirrel, right? It's almost like he doesn't stop to take a breath through it. You, you, you missed... About the the Aaron Tower. Oh, oh yes, the Aaron Tower. We went to the Aaron Tower, and you know, I, I, maybe you've heard the rumors that there were things that were starting to die and, and not grow as well there on the Isle of Aaron, and it turns out it's because the tower was being corrupted by Solgaths, of all things. And we went there, and we defeated them, and we stopped the evil nefarious plan, and now the tower is at least somewhat working again. But it's losing its efficacy. Because Aridin's dead, so... More things die. Hold on, wait, you, you, you're, you're saying that things were die like plants? Plant life? Crops? We're, we're dying on the Isle of Aaron because of the failure of this yes, stone? Yes, yes, a general malaise, if you will. Yeah, you're not seeing any of that here, are you? His eyes kind of like, like, it go, he stares at nothing. He stares past Bernard for a moment. And a man... Wearing an apron, uh, the older balding man with his dead expression comes in and he goes, Dinner's ready. Wait, I think it's rather distasteful to say a dead expression in a uh, mortisserie. Mortisserie? Oh, I see. <laughs> a morti- mortisserie? But no, this uh, this man who, who came into the doorway here to announce that dinner was ready, he's very pale looking, almost comically pale. I don't want to insinuate that he's a zombie. I guess. Is he a zombie? He's not a zombie. Does my he soul just looks sight like he t- detect a soul in him? <laughs> he, it does, yes. Soul sight does. Do that's a, is that a thing you can do now? Souls. Ooh. Did my slime detect me magic anywhere we went? Ooh, now we're no. getting into the good stuff. There you go. Uh, and I've got three great answers for you. No, no, and no. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> So he takes you into to, to sit down for dinner. As you're all sitting around eating, it starts off with a... a no, hold just on. A, the guy puts a plate in front of Moonlight, and Moonlight cocks an eyebrow at him like, I don't, I don't eat food. <laughs> oh, where's my sunlight? <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the guy who is coming to serve it just kind of looks down at you, and he just goes, I suppose that's probably true. And he just takes it away. We're gonna. Do, it starts off with a a clam chowder stew, and it's served with some boar, some stuffed boar as the main course. It's it's stuffed with bread, stuffing. So uh, I'd like to know a little bit more about the the, the attraction specifically. Uh, do you have any 
Uh, large, dangerous, fiery attractions. Anything I need to worry about from a, a liability standpoint? The wizard sometimes like to cast fireballs at things. I do do that. I, I enjoy that. Oh, you do? Yes. Could you? He's our pyrotechnic. You are? Sometimes. I also bark sometimes. And... Well, like in a safety sense for the pyrotechnic? Or just kind of like you light things on fire? That's a... That's yeah. A, that, he, there's a different name for that. Yeah. He, he adds more fire to the fire axe. Adds more fire to the fire axe. Got it. Yes. Got it. But I can, okay. like, help if the fires get out of control. I, I assure you it is not safe. Uh, you know, I was just going to ask, because, I mean, we're, you know, a relatively small community. Do you have any sort of, like, safety precautions in case the fires get out of control? <laughs> You're laughing, but I'm serious. You have a way to put out the fires if you start a fire. Yeah, he's got good cold magic. That's, that's funny. I'm worried the fact that he's not directly answering my question, and it's you that's asking. I'm just going to eat. I'm just going to keep eating the stew. The stew. He looks a little worried for a second. There's clowns. Really? Yeah, and there's this one clown that makes drugs. He kind of cocks an eyebrow. He goes, well, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what you can and can't do in your circus. Uh, I, I, I don't have any... I mean, I have laws, but I don't really have much of a policing force. Uh, I would just maybe ask that you don't sell the drugs in my community, please. Or have a word with him. Okay. Thanks, Peach Pie, right? Correct. Do you always wear your makeup? Yes. Part of the way through the dinner, um, he's going to look up and he's just going to say, You've all been such fine company. And I'm so thrilled that you have brought your circus of Wayward Wonders to the good people of the Carrot Grange, but I, uh, I suppose I must level with you. I mean, you don't have to. Oh, no. You're going to have a crisis that we need to solve, aren't you? Enter plot hook. As you have no doubt heard, times have been hard of late for the sword folk. The Grange has come together to try to ease everyone's suffering as much as possible, but the, the weather has been poor and the crops aren't growing like they used to, and there's lean times ahead, I fear. But that's not all. But that's, that's why we're here. Yeah, how much are you going to pay us to fix it? To fix what the the whatever's wrong the the crops and the weather and stuff. This is what I was telling you about, Mister Vandy. They have been destined to solve this problem. Yeah, we're, Wait, uh, we're paid heroes. How much? Uh, hold on a second. Hold on. I, I I didn't even realize that was a, an option. Did you not get that from fixing the last tower? I mean, and the fact that we've asked about the other towers in the area. He scratches his head. I suppose that wasn't really something I was concerned about. You're not the brightest fella, are you? Why do we never <laughs> end up like intelligent politicians? He's not a politician. He's a morticerie. I thought he was like... He's a mortician. M- Damn it. Isn't he like the leader of this town, though? I don't think so. I think he's just a dude. Is he just a dude? Cultural affairs. <laughs> you know, it occurred to me in the in the front room when you were talking about it. Did it immediately get better? The crops, that is. No, it. they really just rather stopped getting worse, I suppose. No. If that's an issue that you do end up resolving, I, I much appreciate it. But well beyond the scope of my purview, really. 
things are hard now. However, the crops are still growing as it stands. It's not as though things have come to a total standstill. Just the weather's not quite as good as it could be. There's, look, there's something you must understand about the Carrick Range. Things are so good here. The planting season. All the year round. Because of the towers. Sure, if that's what you say. That's just the way it is here, right? A couple of weeks here and there, they're lean, sure, but we could survive. So although I appreciate what you do for the land, I don't necessarily have an immediate interest in it. It's only going to get worse. Are we talking decades down the line? We don't know. It's climate change, bro. He just, he kind of shrugs and he, he says, I don't really think I care necessarily. I mean, hey, what do you care? People will starve and die more business for you, right? What? No, please. No, oh, please. shit. Not, not like that. Not like that. Uh, Moonlight. Um, I can understand how you might see things like that. Look, what I'm trying to get at here is I don't have money to pay you to do what it sounds like you're going to do already. Oh, don't worry. They would have done it for free. The wizard was just being silly. We'll take the house. But if we <laughs> do do it and you wish to show us appreciation as a community... He says, I guess the, the thing that I actually wanted to ask you about was, well, ah, I don't know how to say this. Ah, and he starts getting, he looks a little nervous, starts like, you seem like important people who have the capacity to insol- to solve important problems. And you I'm not want really- to sleep with someone from the sideshow. You have a strange fetish. It's okay. What? Just no. make sure they're consenting. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 no judgment here, man. The bearded lady no, no, no. is fine. We have at least two women with giant snakes. Make of that what you will. He starts looking really, really flustered. Uh, no, no, no. I I think I'm being haunted. What like the ghost. fuck you say? I think I'm being haunted. Ghosts aren't real. Yeah, haunts are like the one thing we don't really do very well, so... You need a priest. I've talked to the priests. We knew one. He's dead now. What? Kestrel. Oh. I'm sorry. I was passing. And a cleric. Oh yeah, and Savatri too. We knew two. (laughs) We knew two of them. Why does nobody ever remember Savatri was a cleric? Uh, yeah, I'll, I don't really think of Savatri as a cleric. Because you people with a fucking whip. <laughs> because you were a cleric, you were a prostitute. It was my, weapons, <laughs> my deity's favorite weapon. Uh, look, I think it's, it's, it's more than just that. I think what's haunting me is murdering folk in the Grange. You're murdering folk and they're haunting you? What? No, what? No. I didn't no. think you'd need business that bad. No. I mean... I am getting business, but no, please, I, look, I care for these people, and I'm not hoping for them to die. I mean, everybody will die eventually, so I'll end up getting that income at some point, but that's not the point. I care for these people. You know what? Maybe I'll, we, I'll just, I'll we, drop we it. We have it's, weird I, requests all the time. Just tell us and quit beating around the bush. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> because I'm a bush. I get it, right? Enjoyed <laughs> that. Okay, okay, look. I, I think maybe it would help if I explained myself just a bit. No, just just make it nice and quick. Like, this is drawn out. Oh, please. I want to kill something. 
<laughs> the more you talk, the more we're gonna make fun of you, so it's okay. Just Whatever let's go kill you your ghost. I, I find myself waking up in the middle of the night. Uh, uh, it, 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 these nightmares that, that I believe... Uh, it, for the longest time, I, I, I thought they were just that, just nightmares, but uh, it, it would always be me walking down from my bedroom to my visiting parlor, my viewing parlor, and, and seeing this girl standing next to a casket on the beer, and, and, and it's always somebody in the casket, but somebody who's alive, and then I wake up the next morning... And that person is dead. I don't know what's happening. Maybe you're a psychic. Either you're a psychic or you're a murderer, so... Or you're a psychic murderer? Psych mm. No, no, I'm not a psychic murderer. I, I... I just want... I want the people to stop dying. I want to stop seeing their deaths before it happens. They all come to me in the same way. How long ago did this start to happen? It was, it was a few months ago. Bernard pulls out his tiny little journal and starts writing. <laughs> it first started happening with old farmer Kuru. Lives up near Matt and Cleve. It wasn't odd, necessarily, that he died in the middle of the night. He had a heart condition, from what we knew. I just assumed he had a heart attack, and it was a bad dream and a coincidence. Then it kept happening, and to people who were completely healthy... And children, even. Did this... Oh, my goodness. How, how terrible and awful. Did there seem to be any kind of precipitating event? Did anything strange or unusual or, or powerful in some way happen before this occurred? N no, not at all. Aside from my nightmares, which I haven't t told anybody about. Do you see every dead person or just certain ones? Just the ones that die in the middle of the night in their sleep. You done autopsies on him? No, I don't do the autopsies. Please. Can I do an autopsy? Un unless somebody dies soon. Have you have you seen any? Like, is, it, is anybody gonna die soon? And he like op awkwardly rubs his arm. Uh, I guess I don't know. If I have a nightmare, I'll let you know. Go to sleep. We'll be here. Tell us if you have a nightmare. Oh, like right now? Wizard, you know sleep spells, right? You a warm glass of milk. Are any of these people, like, do they come from a certain area, or is it all over? No, no, it's all over the Swatlands. They all human? No, not necessarily. No marks on them that are all the same or anything? No, not at all. I don't know much more than that. I mean, I feel like if multiple people were dying from the same thing, you would maybe take a peek inside them to try and figure out what, why they're dying... That would just be me. <clears throat> I wouldn't know what I'm looking for. I just drain fluids from them. I, I don't have any bodies here right now, but I suppose if one comes in, I'll let you know. How do I get in touch with you? Except for that walking corpse you call a butler. Oh, oh, Mr. Greeley. Did you ever let that guy outside? No, he doesn't like outside. Do you suspect Mr. Greeley? I don't know. I don't really suspect anybody at this point. Oh. Are there any, like, witches around? Like, everyone avoids, like, this weird house out in the middle of nowhere that there's a rumored witch that, like, kills little children? I 
don't find myself fancy in local lore. So, if that is the case, I'm not aware. Man, you haven't even tried to get rid of these things, have you? I... No, 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 I haven't. You're a sad excuse for a mortician man. Morticerary. <laughs> Morticerary. He, he, sit he sits up a little straighter. He just goes, I am fine in my profession. I am not an investigator. You serve a dessert soon? Topic changes. I'm hungry. Uh, yeah, sh sure, Mr. Mr. Greeley rings the 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 dessert bell. Is that a thing? He has a dessert bell, and he ding 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 ding. Mr. Greeley brings out baked Alaska. I don't know what the fuck that is, but that was good soup. Baked Alaska is super good. It's on. Is it on fire? It is when he brings it out, and he he puts it out with a large fan. Perfect. And then he <laughs> serves it. And and look, I I don't. It's look. It, it, it's been happening for the last fourteen months or so. But it's fourteen, 14 months. You said a couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a couple. Couple. How of many months. people have been murdered? It's not murder. They die in their sleep. How many people have been murdered? If you say more than six. Are you asking how many nightmares that I've had that have resulted or not resulted in, but coincidentally happened before? How many similar deaths? About fourteen. So oh, one a month. That's not what the very fuck many? is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm sorry. On what Look, day it's of the month. I, I don't think it happens necessarily at any particular time of the month. I don't recall. I wasn't paying that much attention. I feel like after three or four. Come on, fourteen. Look. Yeah, yes. Okay, I get it. Look, I get it. I I have this crushing guilt over it, and I just don't know. You're from out of town. You're so heroic. You even expressed as much in my front room. But I, I don't know what came over me. Look, I am embarrassed to even have brought it up. I, I... No, sir, no. No, it is quite an extraordinary mystery to solve. We'd be more than happy to look into it. Wouldn't we, Peach Pie? I suppose... Uh, I... Thank, thank you... Bernard was your name, yes? Yes, Bernard. Your enthusiasm is striking. I appreciate it. I am the yin to Peach Pie's yang. His enthusiasm gets us in trouble. Bernard looks sheepish. <laughs> Th thank you for your consideration. If you find anything on your travels throughout the Grange, let me know if there's anything I can do to assist if... if if it happens again, I will find a way to contact you. Sorry, I have, don't have more information. Me too. And he pushes his chair back and stands up and goes, Well, that was a dinner. An you, interesting you can dinner. sit back down. I'm not done with dessert. Oh, oh, oh. And he sits back down. Oh, okay. Well. That was rude of you. It looked like you'd forgotten that it was in front of you. I'm sorry. Uh, he was just very busy thinking about your... Your ghost friends, or whatever. I don't know. It's some hollowed eye girl. Oh. Wait, what? The human? Like, like, no eyes? Missing eyes? Uh, darkened eyes? Missing eyes? Hollow eyed? It's hard to tell. She's generally shrouded. Well, not entirely in black. She's wearing a white, like, nightshirt of some kind. What but color yes, uh, is her hair? White. How old would you estimate her at? Twelve? Human? Yes. Likely. Yes. 
I was going to ask this earlier, and now it seems more relevant. Uh, Mr. Vandy, when you became the mortician here, is this the same house that the previous mortician lived in? No, no, I actually built the house from a generous loan that was given to me by the local church and built it myself. I've been its only occupant. I thought maybe the property had been haunted by all the death. And you've paid this loan back or are paying this loan back? The, the loan is taken care of. That sounds suspicious. How, how so? I, uh, I, there's, there's no, no more, uh, it's taken care of. I, I don't, the, the, the financing part of it, I, I don't. We're just trying to figure out if you've been cursed or something by someone that you've wronged, so. I. Did you wrong that hollow-eyed girl, Mr. Vandy? What did you do to that little girl? I've never Talking seen a corpse is one thing, little girls is another, you sick son of a bitch. Look, look, Jeez. look, I have... We're going hard. Never oh, seen God. this girl before. Never. Uh, perception check. 31, yo. 23. 30. Jeez. Jeff's just silently sitting there and noticing just observing everything. everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. The wizard gets hey, a 20. Jesus. You got my attention when you're this talking about little girls, fucked. you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, Wait, not that way. <laughs> I've never, I've never seen her before. No, it's not something. It's not something I, I, I don't believe so. I am not familiar with children. I don't really necessarily like children that much. Which church gave you the loan? It wasn't. It wasn't a church. Well, you said it was a church. Did I? Look, it's getting late. I'm... I am still eating dessert. Well, you can take it with you to go. Mr. Vandy, you invited us here. Yes? Where did the loan come from? Uh, 15 for a 35. Intimidate. Oh. <laughs> and as usual, like, this, like the lights dim as Moonlight just, like, stares at this guy who's, like, trying to evade something that he brought up. He puts his head in his hands, then just, like, collapses onto the table. A local farmer named Roger, Roger Swinton, lent me the money. I don't suppose he had a little girl. Was it her college fund? She gets sick and owes money for medicine. Yeah, didn't have any money to buy medicine or food or something, and she died. Used her as un unpaid child labor to build your house, and she died. You cracked the case, guys! Cracked the case. She's in the basement. Congratulations. You are now on book four! <laughs> I'm done. Let's go. <laughs> your level increases to 12, and we move on. On to the towers. <laughs> um. Oh. His eyes go wide. I... I never thought. Is it the Swinton girl? Maybe that's it. What did you do to Roger? Well, nothing. Not, not nothing. I did nothing to him. He... What did you do with his money? He gave me the loan to start the business because the the local mortician uh, had died and, and they needed somebody here. So I, I moved out from Absalom and... And but but I needed 
a loan to start the business, and and Roger agreed to, to give me the loan, and, and I agreed to pay it back within five years. We we shook hands on it. There was no paperwork. It was just we did, it was a good faith loan. Three years later, Roger died in a farming accident. Convenient. Uh, I I at the time was my business was struggling. I didn't say anything to them to his wife or his or his daughter about the loan the repayment of it I covered the expenses of the funeral why did it not stick out to anybody that you paid for the funeral I don't think so were they poor after upon his death no no they weren't poor but the the, the farm I, I found out years later the farm went to Roger's apparently wastrel son who drove the farm into disrepair. The, his wife and his daughter died from the plague some years ago. Natural causes, you're good. How, how many years ago? What plague? Two years ago. The plague, yes. What plague? Uh, some sickness that came came across the, the, the whole family, as far as I know. Just their family? Anybody else? Why is this called the plague? I just called it the plague. I don't think it was called the plague. I don't know. Why well, you it. should choose your words more wisely, sir. That's fair. Where is this farm? The Swinton farm? Yes. The actual farm itself had to be auctioned off. Another family lives there now. I feel a lot of guilt for the family. Uh, if, if I would have repaid my loan, I didn't know that... You couldn't stop the plague, dude. I, I maybe their ill fortune is somehow my fault. I, I I don't know. Only in a monetary sense, I'm sure. Which would have paid for medicine for the plague, though so they're probably dead because of it. Well, I didn't even know that that was a thing. I found out years after the fact, a year after the fact. And that hasn't changed what happened. And I am sorry for that. I don't think there's anything I can do about that any longer, but why would they go kill other people in the Swordlands and not me? If they have the power to kill, why not just kill me? Perhaps they're not actually the one killing them. Why are you going around killing people? I'm not! Maybe they're just puppets for a stronger force. So you paid for their funerals. Where are they buried? They're, they're buried at the Hollows. Is that where people are usually buried that have no family? Not necessarily, but there was space there. So you just buried them where you found room? I I mean, that's kind of how it goes. So do they have grave markers or anything, or you just dumped them in an open hole? No, there's grave markers. It wasn't disrespectful. If these people are dying because of him... We just kill them to see if the, the, the killing stop. I'm more curious on whether these people are just happen to be dying, and the ghosts are just showing them that, that they're dead, just to terrorize him. So I can't think of a reason why they'd kill other random people, but maybe there's no ghost at all, and it's just his guilty conscience. That's possible too. Yep, for sure. Chalked it up. Hit her, patter, get at her. <laughs> <laughs> well, if. You all need anything else? Let me know. Do you know anybody that knew the daughter? I did not follow their family. No. So he just took his money and ignored him. No. 
Dick ignored his family after he died. You, sir, are a bad person. Got him. I suppose I am. Yeah, aren't I? Yep, time to leave. We have established you're bad. Let's go run a circus. His head hangs over the dinner table as you walk out. Have a good night. <laughs> Deuces. Think about what you've done. Bernard climbs off of Peach Pie's shoulder and, and slowly makes his way over to Vandy. And he places a hand, his one of his tiny little paws, on Vandy's hand and says, There, there, old chap. It'll, it'll be all right. I, I know you've made a mistake, but so is everyone, I think. I, I mean, I'm only a few months old, so I, I don't have a lot of wisdom. But I feel much older. And anyway, it'll be okay. We'll take care of it. And, and as long as you're sorry and do the right thing to make amends. He lifts his head up and he looks at Bernard and he cocks just the tiniest smile. He says, thank you, Bernard. Of course. Have a good night. We could drive this guy crazy and ask him why he's talking to a squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, should we go check out this place where this first dead person was? It's on the way to the tower, isn't it? Well, that's obvious. So yeah, now so in this conversation, he's pointed out old Kuros and the Hollows. All right, so we're gonna be going to those places on our way to the tower tomorrow. I'd say sounds good. Would you guys? I'm assuming just staying on circus grounds. You mean he's yeah. not offering us some nice, comfy beds in this nice big house? Yeah, I was gonna say I go upstairs and go. Crash one. <laughs> <laughs> just immediately walk upstairs after dessert. Good night, right. sir. And I swung upstairs. <laughs> you can begin your penance by giving us comfy beds. <laughs> well, have a good night. I don't think he knows what to do about you, wizard. Dude, nobody knows how to deal with the wizard. I think he's going to do what I imagine a lot of the people in your travels do. Just let you do what you're going to do and just leave you alone. So that's exactly what he does. When you go upstairs, there is a, there is a, a guest bedroom. Do you, think, do you think the wizard takes the guest bedroom? <laughs> he takes the main room? <laughs> yeah, he goes straight to the dude's bedroom. I'm absolutely taking one of these rooms. He has so many rooms and he lives here alone. He's got a lot of, he's got a lot of rooms with a lot of beds. Yes. Well, I mean, if you think about it, you know, if anybody from out in, you know, a farmer or a family of a farmer who dies comes, you know, all the way to Carrick from their farm, they're going to stay overnight here. So he definitely doesn't offer you lodging. The wizard just walks upstairs. What does Peach Pie do? What does everybody else do? I feel like he would follow the whiz silently and be like, don't be rude or something. Bernard would be like, don't be rude. Well, my companion's not with me, so I'm going back to wherever the rest of the circus is. Yeah, Moonlight would go back to the circus. I think probably Bernard would sit and, and console Opper while Peach Pie sits sullenly. And maybe even until, you know, like the wizards walked upstairs and Jeb and Moonlight have left. So, what are you going to do now, Mr. Vandy? I believe you have a wizard upstairs somewhere. He did just kind of walk upstairs. He probably went into a bed. Oh, I suppose it is getting a little bit late. Um, well, if you would like to stay, although, and he looks you up and down, 
I'm not entirely certain my beds will be large enough for you. None are. Um. I'm used to the misery. Okay. Uh, here, let me take you. He kind of shakes himself up a little bit and he. Let me take you upstairs and show you the, the guest rooms. When we get up there, I want to see uh, is, is the wizard in his room? He walks in and he shows you to the big double door room. This is probably the best one for you. My room is just across the hall here. Uh, and he points to the room, walks into the room and steps in and he just goes, You're in my room. This is. Is, is the wizard. A, I place my hand on, on, on his shoulder. Don't wake him up. Is he sleeping already? Are you asleep, Ted? 100%, yeah. All right. I very quietly as I can and gently pick you up and move you to a different room. <laughs> Why do I... Oh, just have, just peach pie cradling the wizard. Yep. And then I'll go to one of the guest bedrooms as well. Wait, cradling me or him? You. I pick you up. I pick the wizard up and carry you to a different bedroom. The wizard is 100% naked, too. Oh, that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> when you go to, to, like, lay the wizard down, Opper's, like, holding his hand up in front of his eyes so that he's not seeing it, but he's still talking to you. My my slime covers my privates for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. He makes a little, like, ooze speedo. A little like shield, yeah. <laughs> ooze a flap. A speedo. The flap. I like the flap oh. idea better. A little ooze loincloth, if you will. Completely see-through, pointless, but <laughs> like looking through like stained glass. <laughs> but he's he's talking to Peach Pie quietly to try to not wake the wizard up. I will see you in the morning, then. Yes. Yes. Please do not come into my room while I am sleeping. I don't like anyone to see my false face. Yeah, false face. Yes. This is my real face. Wait, are you saying that your false face is the one under the makeup? Yes. Quite layered of you, Peach Pie. I'm a clown. I see. Always a clown. I go to bed and wake up the next morning and then we go. We go do things. Yeah, what, what things do you want to do? Well, first of all, the wizard and I need to go meet back up with the rest of the circus. First, no, first things first is breakfast. Ah, uh, fair enough, breakfast. M- Mr. Greeley would make breakfast for you. Fantastic. Then we meet up with everybody. We meet up with everybody as the professor's pouring coffee for everyone for their morning breakfast. Double breakfast? Double breakfast. Oh, yeah. Double breakfast. The professor will kind of, while he's there, he just will let you know, I think that we could probably be up and ready for a show within, oh, a week or so. We could start advertising right away for it. Yes, we can start advertising, but we also have some things to do in the area. Oh, okay. Oh, sort of things. We've got to go be heroes, of course. Ah, well, yes. Find out why this guy's being haunted and if it has anything to do with the fact that he chipped a family out of their money. Wait, what? I'm sorry, what? What? Oh, tell Bubbles to not sell drugs to the people in town here, too. That's, that's a no-no. Oh, I tell him that wherever we go. I doubt he'll listen to me, but I'll tell him again. Tell him the whiz says, don't sell drugs. Are you going to give him an ultimatum of some kind? Oh, tell him... 
All right. So you know, Goodbye. things to do. Moving on. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so he's going to start advertising for the circus to perform in a week. Sounds good. Yeah. So let's head east along this uh, verdant passage, passage, which sounds very lovely. And uh, we'll come to Matt and Cleve first. It looks like, and then we've got to take another path back down south to Old Curry's place. So I guess we're going to Matt and Cleve first. Yeah, the Verdant Passage is a very clear path. Uh, it, it's it's pretty verdant, I'll bet. It's it's verdant, yes. The f- verdant lands on both sides. It's a well-worn path. As you're crossing on your way over to Matt and Cleve, you have the map with you. No local guide, but it's a very clear road to get there. And you see many farmers that are passing. Uh, with cartloads of grain and produce and things like that to sell on their way to Carrick this early in the morning. But after about 11 o'clock in the morning, that flow of people stops and it starts thinning out. You're getting closer to Matt and Cleve. You got maybe an hour's travel left and you haven't seen anybody on the road for about 20 minutes. Up over a hill, on the other side of a hill on the the road that you can't see, you hear some strange, distressed yelping that's happening on the other side of this hill. And then rumbling, and then more... Fireball. Can't see anything. Fireball. Where are you fireballing? Wherever the sound's coming from. Sounds like a little puppy. Kill it. Kill them all. Something's in distress. Let us go save them. Thank you, Bernard. Thank you, Bernard. (laughs) Someone in this party accepts plot hooks. Peach Pie lopes off in the direction. Bernard anxiously, like, pulling at Peach Pie's frilly collar, trying to get him to move faster. When... (laughs) I like that. Thank you. When you get to the top of the hill here... You are looking down on what looks to be a traveling group of small, furry humanoids. But it looks like... Oh my god, are they Shoonies? It looks like they've come across some trouble. Oh my god, they're Shoonies. Uh, Yes, these are, in fact, our brand new, rare ancestry for Pathfinder 2nd Edition, the adorable Shoonie. They look like pugs. They're pug people. They do look like pugs. They are pug people. Wizard, what'd you get with your uh, society check? 29. So with a 29, there's a couple of things that you know about the Shuni. According to the Shunis, Aridin created their kind to provide him with pleasant company soon after he created the Isle of Kortos. The reason they're a rare ancestry is they really are only found on the Starstone Isles. The more we learn about Aridin, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, no, Aridin created the Shunis... That's a, and again, this is according to their own lore. Created the Shunis to keep them company. They're very optimistic creatures, but a lot of times they can be get taken advantage of just because they have such a reputation for hospitality and goodwill and pacifism. Uh, there, this one's this one's funny about Shunis. They have an ability called Blunt Snout. Your small blunt snout and labyrinth sinus system make you resistant to phenomena that assail the nose. When you roll against olfactory effects, such as Zolgath's stench, 
They're perfect Zolgath enemies? You get the outcome one degree success better than the result of your That's rolls. That's fantastic. So yeah. Because their noses suck? Because their noses suck so much. <laughs> So like inhaled poison, dude. That's amazing. Imagine if you had a Shuni barbarian, you could roll a failure on your fortitude save against the Zolgath stench. It would then get taken to a success because it'd be one degree higher, and then it'd be taken to a critical success because of the fortitude thing. That's a good point. You would only be able to fail if you rolled a critical failure. Yeah, nice combo. A tipped hand cart is surrounded by scattered turnips. And two of these dog-like people cling to the side of this overturned cart and shout for help. Several other dog people scramble about seeking safety as the furrowed ground of the surrounding grasslands is periodically broken by great fin-like protuberances that rise up in bursts of loose soil and then sink again as they travel in ever-tightening circles around the terrified travelers. They're adorable. Peach Pie runs off to help. Oh no! We cannot let anything happen to the adorable Shoonies! What on earth would be evil enough to attack them? And will we get to them in time? Find out next week as we continue The Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.